This is the Full Frontal Living Podcast. I'm your host, master coach, and emotional resiliency expert, Lisa Carpenter. I'm here to be your guide through real, raw conversations, navigating life as a high achiever. This show covers what it takes to create physical and emotional well-being, along with how to honor and partner with your body. I'm here to guide you to a connected relationship with yourself, turning self-care into a way of being and not just another task on your to-do list. After all, the things we love, we take care of. This podcast gives you permission to love what you do, but love yourself more. Welcome to the Full Frontal Living Podcast. Hey, hey, listeners, thanks for tuning into another episode of the Full Frontal Living Podcast. And today's episode, I have brought on a very special guest to share with you. As you know, I share people on this podcast who I have worked with, who are dear friends, clients, colleagues, uh, but everybody is really vetted because I want to make sure that if I'm sharing with you, it's somebody that I have had a direct experience with. That is really, really important to me because I believe that I am here to connect people and help you grow and evolve. And today, this person's name is Jake Curry. So I first met Jake inside my mentors program, uh, Jim Fortin's Transformational Coaching Program, and got really, really fascinated by his work. And in this interview, I'll talk about you know why specifically I reached out to Jake. But if you are suffering from you know chronic pain, injuries, just things that are coming up in your life, make sure you give him a follow. So I'm going to, I'm going to give you his bio so that you've got the specifics on who Jake is and why his work is so profound, and then take a listen to the interview and then make sure you head over afterwards to the links that I'm going to reference below and make sure you give him a follow on, you know, Instagram. And of course, you know, if you love this episode and you find it beneficial, I would be so grateful if you would share, even if you know one friend you could share this episode with, that would be so phenomenal because of course, shares and reviews is how this podcast grows. And then you become a part of connecting other people who may need to hear this message. So Jake is the founder of Mind Body Masters, and he was originally trained as a chiropractor. But in 2018, he decided to stop practicing and sell his successful private practice in Noosa, Australia, to pursue helping people heal from the inside out. All of his life, Jake had experienced constant and unexplained pain and injuries that just wouldn't go away. And this is what prompted him to go into chiropractic in the first place as he began a lifelong mission to understand what causes pain and what is required to heal. And he, like me, you know, he's very tenacious about finding the answers. So this led him to try every, you know, type of therapy, diet, supplement, rehab program, but none of them really gave him the results he was after. And it wasn't until some personal challenges forced him to deal with his own kind of emotional baggage that he discovered the key to healing the body was to heal the mind. By letting go of you know, the stuff that he was carrying around and learning how to release stress from his body and his mind, he was able to overcome years of pain. And this is what you may not realize is so 
our body and our minds are so connected. Your body always follows your mind. And so much pain is caused from previous events in our lives and emotions that we have not been willing to be with, acknowledge, feel, and release. So he found the science of German new medicine. And today, Jake is coaching people from all around the globe to resolve the specific stress imprints in their life that are responsible for their symptoms and chronic conditions. He teaches people that they have the power to heal themselves both physically and emotionally when they look inside themselves. And I know this firsthand because I have experienced Jake's work and it was profound. So, and I'm going to share all of that inside the interview. So make sure you tune into the Mind Body Masters podcast on iTunes and Spotify so that you can learn more from Jake and make sure you head over to his website, mindbodymasters.com. And he also has a free quiz, which can help you discover your stress pattern. And you can find that at mindbodymasters.com forward slash stress. So without further ado, enjoy this episode and my interview with the unbelievably fantastic Jake Curry. Hey, hey, listeners, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Full Frontal Living Podcast. And I'm super excited to introduce you to this guest because he's been a friend and a colleague of mine now for a while. I've done some work with him, and I think that his work is really, really fascinating, super aligned with what I do because it's all about talking about how emotions manifest in the body and actually can create pain in your body. And, uh, I reached out to Jake. How how long ago was it now, Jake, that we first worked together? Maybe about a year. A year ago? Yeah, Yeah, it was because I was training for my show that got canceled. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was over a year. And a really old hamstring injury had flared up for me. And I knew that I hadn't injured myself. And when I say old, I mean, it was like 10, 11 maybe even 12 years old. It was old. It was a really old injury and I'd done nothing for it to be flaring up. And I knew that it was emotional. So I reached out, did a session with you and lo and behold, uh, no more hamstring pain. So that's why I wanted to bring you on the call because so many of my listeners, I know that they're struggling with pains in their body, whether it's, you know, chronic fatigue, whether it's, you know, I've had tendonitis, I've had hamstring issues. I'm sure there's a whole host of things that you see, but I wanted to talk about your work and get it out into the world more because it's called German new medicine. It's so fascinating. So can you tell everybody a little bit about yourself and talk a little bit about German new medicine? And we'll just see where this conversation takes us. Sounds good. That's, that's my kind of conversation. Perfect. (laughs) Yeah, so I guess I guess it starts in two places. I grew up um, playing a lot of sports, and I was always injured. I had so many injuries, and like you, it was I never actually I, I never actually did anything to cause them to show up. They're just sort of one morning I'd wake up with a sore neck or a sore back or, or or whatever. And so all of these injuries, and the worst one was having fractures in my spine um, when I was about sixteen. So. That prompted me to become a chiropractor and I studied, I was like, I need to find the answers to why I'm always in pain. And so I became a chiropractor and I practiced for about two or three years. And 
two things happened in that time is one thing that I would notice is that some people would get better and some people wouldn't. And the people that wouldn't get better, I'd be going, I'd be scratching my head going, hey, why are you still in pain? By all my tests and all these measurements, you should be doing really well. And that frustrated me to, to no end. And plus, I was also, even though I was a chiropractor, even though I had the ability to go and get treated and adjusted and get all these other amazing therapies, I was still in pain regularly and and quite often. So that's kind of when I realized that things weren't really working in the traditional sense. And I was actually giving a presentation on running technique of all things at uh, like a health and wellness expo. And there was a guy um, from Canada, Dr. Alvin DeLeon, talking about this thing called Germany medicine. And I was like, okay, I'll go and check it out. And he was talking all about how the body's not broken. He was talking about how mother nature is, is so intelligent and wise. And he was talking about how disease is actually not a problem. It's actually a smart adaptation made by the body to help people cope with the stressful events that they've experienced in their lives. And for me, it was kind of in that presentation, it was everything that I'd intuitively known about the body. And it was everything that I, I just, it was everything I knew that, but I just didn't know that I knew it yet. And so after that presentation, I went and spoke to um, one of his colleagues, William Hughes, who was, uh, who's in Australia. And at this stage, Lisa, I had this, I had like a similar thing to your hamstring. I had this groin tear uh, that was probably six months of just constant pain, like rolling over in bed was, was horrible and all this kind of stuff. I'd done everything at that point. Cairo, osteo, physio, stretches, yoga, nutrition, like literally everything. And I went up to this guy, Will, and I said, hey, great presentation. This GNM stuff sounds fascinating. Now, is there any link with this pain that I've got in my groin? Like it's been around for six months, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, he, he got me to test it and squeezing my legs together produced about a seven out of 10 pain, and which was pretty normal at that point. And we talked about a few things and he was able to find the, the precise thing that happened in, in my life that was contributing to my pain. And, and at that time, I'd moved into state and I'd left an old girlfriend to move. And so that was kind of a stressful event that I hadn't really acknowledged, hadn't really dealt with. And once I, he helped me to find that, and once I became aware of it, he asked me to check my leg again. And I was like, whoa, it was down to like a one or something. And then within a week, I was back training. And so it was in that moment that I've gone, wow, okay, so the stuff that we've been through, the stressful events in our life, that is the real cause of pain. And then I took it into practice. And then I started seeing people who had chronic back pain or neck pain or hamstring issues or whatever. And I started, instead of treating them physically, like I was trained to do is I started talking to them mm-hmm. and asking, Hey, what's been going on? And it just blew me away. How quickly people's bodies changed, how quickly people's body healed when they became aware of the root stressful event, the root cause of, of why they're in pain. So after that, I sold my practice and started doing what I'm doing. So I guess that's the, I guess that's the, the, the short version. Right. Yeah. Well, we met inside TCP and I Mm -hmm. found your work really interesting because I'd never heard of it before. But like I said, it, it resonated with me because going back to this, this hamstring injury for me, right. Cause you and I are both very tenacious about our health. Like if something's off, I'm like a dog with a bone. Like I just, I know something's off and I will continue to search for the answer as opposed to just like, here's a pill, here's a shot, go do that. To me, that's just putting a a bandaid over a bullet hole. And I know how emotion gets 
like we basically embody it and it creates problems. And the first time I learned about this was with this hamstring issue that I had, I heard it a long time ago and it kept coming back and coming back. And I was in a lot of pain. This was when I was in my first marriage. And I remember seeing a practitioner and he was working on my hamstring and I'll never forget this because it was such a turning point in my life. He said to me, you know, Lisa, he's like, do you understand what the hamstrings role is in the body? And I'm like, yes, it's for deceleration, right? I was a trainer at the time. He's like, exactly. Your hamstring literally pulls you back from moving forward. Or when you're going forward, it helps to pull you back. He said, for as long as I've known you, he's like, you are always going so fast through life, everything. You're just like doing, 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 doing. And then he called me out of my marriage, called me out of my marriage. Oof. Yeah. (laughs) He's like, what are you running from? Anyways, needless to say, I ended up in therapy. I decided to leave my marriage. Hamstring pain, eventually it disappeared. So when it came back up again, when I reached out to you, it was, you know, I'd started, I'd made the decision that I was going to compete again. And all of a sudden doing deadlifts, stuff that I'd been doing for years. It's not like I'd quit the gym when I stopped competing. I was still going to the gym, but all of a sudden I was in a lot of pain and it was waking me up in the middle of the night. It was hurting when I was sitting in a car, like everything. And I was like, how is this back? Like I've not done anything. I haven't re-injured myself because the truth is the hamstring injury did come from, um, I was doing a, what do they call it? They're like a sit through anyways. And I heard it pop. Like I remember when I first injured it, but it was tied to so much more because it would never, ever heal. So when I reached out to you, it was just, it was in an effort to, you know, I wanted to be able to train the way I wanted to train, but I couldn't handle the pain. Like it was, there were so many restrictions that I was having to put on it to work around the pain. So our conversation was so fascinating. So I would love it if you would kind of walk people through how you help them determine what is going on in their body. So for instance, I had this hamstring pain on my left side. So talk everybody through like how you discover what the root cause is of their pain and how you help shift it. Yeah, cool. And before I do that, do you mind if I just answer another question that was kind of in there. And one of the things that I hear a lot, Lisa, is, is what you just said then is I was training and I felt something go and that's where my injury started. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I'd say is if you've ever been injured and the injury was just through a really simple innocuous movement, like something that you'd normally do regularly. And I'm assuming those sit-throughs were, were something that you'd do I probably wasn't warmed up enough when I did it. And honestly, I've always favored one leg over the other. So I had an imbalance in terms of flexibility to one side. So it wasn't really surprising, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't, it wasn't unusual either. Yeah. But one of the things that happens is if you're in a state of, if you have a state of being stressed chronically about something, it actually causes muscles and joints to, to wear away that stress on the body causes the the muscles and joints to to wear away and usually then what happens is people then pick up their kid or they'll um, tie their shoes and then bang something will will show up out of nowhere and it it doesn't show up out of nowhere your body's actually been breaking down because of the the stress that you've been under and then the the injury comes to the surface so that's yeah okay so that's really cool because cool not cool 
But, you know, at the time I had two young kids, like my kids were, my mm-hmm. boys then were like super, super young. And I was an entrepreneur really struggled being a parent, which I've been really open and honest about with my audience and not feeling super connected in my marriage. So competing for me, I didn't realize it consciously at the time. I can see it so clearly now. It was such an escape for me, right? Gave me a reason to be out of the house. It gave me a reason to be traveling. It gave me a reason to, yeah, escape my life, escape being a mom, escape being a wife. So, hmm. Yeah. And so one of the examples I always use is, have you ever got sick when you go on holidays or have you ever got symptoms after a really stressful period? And one of the things that's a bit backwards that most people think is they think that pain starts when you get, when you go through something stressful, it's pain starts when the stressful thing ends. So when you've had some kind of injury or some kind of thing show up, chances are there was what was going on the month or two preceding that. And that's where you're going to start to find the answers. So for you, I'm guessing that you were probably in that state of stress. Your left hamstring was left one, right? It was your left. Yeah, it was my left. Your left hamstring was breaking down. The right wasn't, which we'll get to in a minute. And so then that's why there was that imbalance that you talked about. So that's that's a really important thing. Is we usually get pain when we actually start feeling good, when we actually start to resolve or let go of these these conflicts. So going back to your question, so you had a left hamstring thing. It wasn't your right. It wasn't both. I was the same, right? I had, I tore my groin off the bone, felt it pop like, like you described yep. doing some jumps in a warmer. And it's, and I was going, how can that, how can that be possible? I've, I do CrossFit. Like this isn't, <laughs> there's so many worse things that I could have been doing. So when injury shocked out of the blue, there's usually something that's been preceding that that's, that's caused a weakening in the tissues to then, experience the injury. So for you, it was your left hamstring. And so there's a test that we do and and your listeners can do this right now is if you clap your hands and if you just clap, 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 what you'll notice is that one hand sits more comfortably on top of the other. So for you, that your left hand sits more comfortably on top of your other. For me, it's the other way around. So this is how you determine how how you're neurologically wired. So Everything on the opposite side of your dominant hand, so if I was to split you down the middle, everything on the opposite side of your body, if you get pain on that side of your body, the opposite to your dominant hand, and this is different. When you're, from, when you're clapping, right? When Not you're clapping. Dominant hand. Yeah, yeah. Like writing. Okay. So, yeah, exactly. So you're probably right, right-handed, but you I clap do. left-handed. So yes. neurologically, biologically, you're wired left-handed, Okay. which is completely different to throwing a ball or whatever. So for you being left-handed, the opposite side of your body, the right-hand side, any pain that shows up there is going to be to do with either your mother or your children. And the same side as your uh, dominant hand is going to be to do with partner. So father, siblings, husband in this instance, colleagues, friends, basically anyone who's not your mom and your kids. If you're right-handed, that's reversed. So for you being left-handed, this hamstring issue was related on the partner side. Yes. So and that's that's partly why it was the not the left hamstring because it wasn't necessarily related to your mom or your kids. So how do we help people is we understand that certain areas of the body pertain to different types of conflicts. And at their core, most conflicts are related to what we call a self-devaluation. It's it's like not feeling good enough, not feeling like you're worthy or strong enough or fit enough or fast enough or smart enough or or whatever it might be. 
And so then you work backwards. It's, you go, okay, so Lisa's got a hamstring injury. The type of conflict related to that is what we call partly a stuck conflict. So wanting, feeling trapped, feeling like you can't escape, feeling like you can't flee. And so then it's just a matter of going, well, hey, Lisa, around that time, where is it that you felt trapped? Where is it that you felt stuck in relation to a partner? And what that, the, the specificity of those questions kind of opens up your subconscious mind. And then you, you, people will just pull out these little gems and go, oh man, this thing I've been feeling trapped here. I've been, this has been going on. And when you get really clear on the questions based on what your body's telling you, you can start to see these old stresses that have been rummaging around in, in the, the deep crevices of your brain. And then once you can bring them to light, your body no longer it can, can shift. Or, it can start to shift. Yeah, because yeah, we yeah, hundred percent. So, what is really fascinating is I think that people think that these traumatic events have to be like traumatic oh. events. And yeah. I mean, we talked about you know, so I talked about my marriage and what it was like for me to be a mom, and that was traumatic. But you had mentioned before we started this call, and I was like, oh, did we really talk about that? But there was a time with my dad. I remember being in a car, and he was. He was so pissed at me. I mean, my dad was normally pissed at me. I was not an easy, uh, I was not an easy child. No. Um, I know, I know that's shocking for everybody. <laughs> but my mom had gone into the hospital for uh, I believe she was having a hysterectomy. So my dad was on his own. My dad is very much, you know, been taken care of by my mom. And I was probably given in the gears and having a teenage attitude like I always did. And I remember him pulling over the car. And just letting me have it. And, and the, like the shame that washed over me, right? Like that moment where I realized I was being a real asshole and just, and I remember, cause you can't get out of the car. Kind of scared. Like suppose I could have, but you know, when you're a kid, you just kind of take it all in. But that, I mean, I still remember that today and I don't have tons and tons of uh, memories, but there were lots of different conflicts with my father over the years. He was one of the, he was that person in my life who I was always looking for uh, approval from always mm-hmm. feeling not good enough around. Right. So it doesn't surprise me that when things come up for me, most of the time they're going to be on the side that is linked to my dad. Yeah. And, and this is the case for so many people, myself included, like most, most of the people I've worked with is I'd say 90 of these conflicts start in childhood, but then they just, we experience a similar situation as adults. So for you, that, that moment was, it was a, it was a really stressful moment. And what I would probably suggest if, if that affected your hamstring, which based on the fact of how quickly it changed when we talked about it, it would have been about, I feel like I can't escape. I feel like I'm trapped. I feel like I can't run away. And so then that, that imprints on your brain. It imprints on your psyche and imprints on your behavior and your fears and your worries and your concerns. And so then all of a sudden, 30 years down the track, feeling trapped and feeling like you can't escape is an issue in a different part of your life. And a lot of it stems from, from what goes on in your childhood. It's so fascinating because, you know, so many of the women that I work with, especially when I was doing work around, um, you know, weight and weight loss, Mm -hmm. they really come into the the conversation, believing that their body is letting them down and that their body is working against them. And the perspective that I I always try and shift them to and help my listeners see is that our bodies are always working for us. 
always like Mm -hmm. your body holds so much wisdom. And if you're not getting what you want, or if you're in pain or your weight or whatever, it's not a problem because of what's going on in your body, because your body is literally just following your mind. Your body is paying attention to what emotions you're, you're carrying with it. So this is why I think that what you're doing in the world is so powerful because you know, after we had that conversation, I think I had two or three nights where my leg did not feel good. It was like, it went through the whole healing process again. It was quite painful. And I was like, Jake, did you turn up the volume on this? And then it was just gone, like totally gone. And that's amazing to me. Like, it's like, it's like magic. It's pretty cool. And it's, it's funny, like pretty much every day I I experienced someone who's had 20 years of back pain or neck pain or, or shoulder pain or whatever. And you have a conversation with them talk about what's going on inside and you see it change. That doesn't get old. No. <laughs> it, it really doesn't. But, and that's right. It's your, your body is not broken. Your body is always working for you. And one of the examples I use is imagine Lisa, you you go out for, um, I don't know. Imagine, imagine you go to Mexico and I know you, you've trained down at Tulum there. Mm-hmm. And imagine you get a, a street taco. And you, the, the taco has been sitting out in the sun all day. The meat's off for whatever reason. And you eat that taco. And then two, three hours later, you're vomiting. You've got diarrhea. Would you think that your body's sick? No, of course not. No, you'd be going, oh, my body's vomiting. My body's getting rid of these toxins to, yeah. to help me. And another example is if, if you fall in love and all of a sudden your blood pressure goes through the roof. And you're you're getting sweaty hands, and you, you can't breathe, and your digestion goes all funny. It's nothing wrong with your body. Your body's just adapting to That's what's right. going on in your life. And so this is something that I like. Something that I want to let everyone in the world know is your body's not broken. Your body is just responding to the the situations, the stressful events in your life, and it's doing so to try and help you. The reason your hamstring was was getting affected, and you know this better than anyone, being a PT is in order to build stronger muscles, you have to first break them down. And so your muscles were, were breaking down in preparation to make you stronger so that you had a better chance of escaping next time. Which right. is so, so fascinating. Like, it's just so mm. fascinating. So I went through your mind body masters program and you really, mm-hmm. I mean, you really dive into all of this stuff. So people get a really good understanding. And what was fascinating is, you know, our work, always kind of circles back to the same place because it, you know, you can't talk about this stuff without talking about the importance of feeling your emotions, which mm-hmm. is what most people want to avoid. And one of the biggest parts of feeling your feelings that most people want to avoid is those feelings of I'm not good enough, or I'm not worthy. I know for me, I suffered from low self-worth and low self-esteem for most of my life, but I didn't realize that that was the problem. Like mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't realize that that was the problem. But it was creating so much havoc in all areas of my life through, you know, different behaviors that were coming out. But I can look back on so many different injuries that I've had and things that I've been treated for in the past. So I look at my entire medical history now so differently and how I would have approached it differently today based on what I know now. So what are some of the biggest pain issues that you see with people? that are the easiest for people to move from? Because you've worked with hundreds of clients now through your programs. Mm-hmm. Do you mean specifically on like parts of the body? Is that what you mean? Yeah. Like I'm curious kind of what, what are some of the biggest 
problems that people come to you with? So that would be pain, fatigue, digestive issues, adrenal issues, mm. weight stuff, probably other other biggest ones. And going back to that, so each each type of condition in your body, I don't even like calling them conditions, they're, yeah. they're smart adaptations, is every um, disease in your body stems from a different type of stressor. And every disease is your body adapting in a different way. So a kidney issue might be your body conserving water. A digestive issue might be trying to help you digest something. It, it it's all um, it's all different. And, and understanding how to learn to read your body, understanding because your symptoms are your greatest blessings. Because what they're yeah. doing is they're teaching you and they're showing you what's going on in your mind, and they're giving you an opportunity of what you need to let go of, what you need to release, what you need to actually lean into and feel. So yeah, pain is probably the biggest one, and pain all stems from a self-devaluation conflict, which is exactly what a lot of your listeners experience is pain and fatigue for that matter. So yeah. fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue, any kind of just reoccurring injuries or, or pains in the body. It's feeling like you're not enough. And like I said, this usually develops in childhood is we we go through experiences, like maybe going through the experience where your dad was under so much stress because your mum was in hospital and, and, um, he wasn't used to looking after teenage Lisa and mm. having those moments. What was that that you made that mean? And, and chances are you made it mean that I'm not good enough or I'm naughty or whatever. Yeah. And so that then follows you through life. And so there's lots of different patterns on how that shows up in terms of overworking, being an achiever, having no boundaries, being a perfectionist, all these kinds of things. So, but yeah, pain would be one of the biggest ones. So that's all to do with not feeling good enough. And I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that. And different areas on the body are different flavors of not feeling good enough. So neck pain is all about, I feel like an idiot. I feel like I'm so stupid. I'm not smart enough. Knees and feet are all about physical performance. Mm. I can't keep up literally or figurative. I'm not fast enough. I'm not strong enough. Uh, hips, I've got so much on my plate. I just, there's, I've just got this burden that I just continue to carry, and I, and I, it just feels too much for me. Uh, back pain is feeling like you're not getting the help, you're not getting the support, you're not getting the uh, appreciation that you need. Or conversely, it could be you feel like you can't look after your kids, or you can't provide for your family, or or whatever. Shoulder pain is feeling like you've let someone down, feeling like feeling guilty about a relationship. So. Learning how to understand what each of these means helps guide you back to what you need to hear, what you need to let go of, uh, what you need to look at in the mind. What is the biggest thing? So how do I want to phrase this? So I'm working with women around their bodies for so many years. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I see is people get attached to their stories, mm -hmm. right? You see this as well. People get attached to their pain. And I think a big part of this work is, you know, when I reached out to you, I was completely open to this is not a problem. This is a problem between my ears and not a problem in my body. So the fact that I'm feeling it in my body, I wasn't pretending like there was no pain. The pain was real. <laughs> the pain was yeah, real. It is. But I knew it was a between my heads thing. How challenging is it sometimes to get people over the attachment they have to the pain being the problem so that they can actually get themselves into a place of healing. Yeah. And you, you came into our, our consult ahead of the curve is most people out there believe that because they experience pain physically, because it hurts and because there, it, there is changes in the tissue that show up on scans and x-rays and whatever, 
that their, their pain must be purely physical, but it's just not the case. And the reason being is your brain doesn't know the difference between real stress and imagined stress and real stories and, and false stories. So the example I use all the time is if you imagine eating a lemon and you smell it and you can see it and you visualize it, you'll start to salivate. So that's a real physiological change that's occurring in your body based on something that you're imagining. And so that's the biggest hurdle is people recognizing that or they don't like to let go of the story that my pain, oh, it's because I've had this injury. Oh, it's because I haven't done enough squats this week. Oh, it's because like they have all these kind of stories and learning how to let go of that is, is probably the most important aspect to starting healing because when you do that, like you, you open up to possibility. You open up to, you're, you're far more open to going, well, hey, maybe this is a problem in between my ears. Maybe this is some old stressful event that my body's holding on to. Right. And when you come from that place, that's when you can get solutions. But that's why this work is so disruptive because it, it literally flips everything that we've been taught on our on its head in essence, yeah. right? Because we're attached to the, well, if you've got pain, there has to be a reason for it. We've got to treat where you're feeling the pain and you might have pain forever. And people are told that all the time that right. their pain is never going to go away. And then they wrap their identity around being that person in pain. And who would they be if they didn't feel pain anymore? What would they give all their time and attention to if they weren't focused on their pain, healing their pain, um, trying to <laughs> trying to do everything to not be in so much pain and all the things that they can't do because they're in pain. Uh, because I see this with women and their weight too, yeah. right? Like they want to lose weight, but who would they be if they were that woman who this was not a problem anymore, if they stopped yeah. treating it like a problem. And what I see with women and their, and their bodies and what so many women don't recognize about their weight is often their times their body is carrying the extra weight because it's literally trying to protect them. It's like, a, you know, what, what's more at risk, a rhinoceros or a mouse mm -hmm. mouse, right? Like we literally create, our bodies will create bigger packages if we believe we're at risk. And I'm sure that there's even more that you understand about our bodies and weight as well from a GNM standpoint. Yeah, absolutely. And, and one of the things that I've seen with people is when they hold the belief that my my problem, my weight, my adrenal issues, my, my pain is purely physical. They get caught in what I call the symptom spiral is they're just out there searching for the next thing. And when yeah. that thing, next thing doesn't work, they try another thing and then they're doing a diet thing and then they're, and it becomes a full-time job. And this is a bit of a hard truth that might piss some of your listeners off, but I'm okay with that is when you're in that state of searching for solutions, it's actually a really big distraction. And it's distracting you from and avoiding, it's helping you avoid dealing with what's going on inside. And when you can actually have that courage to go, hang on, all right, yeah, I need to face up to some of this stuff. I need to look at some of this stuff and it's going to be messy. It's going to be uncomfortable. Yeah, That's when you get to heal. So right. for a lot of people who have healing as a full-time job, it's yeah. it's really an opportunity to, to stop and, and reflect and look at what's going on. Yeah, what uh, people think is yeah, what people think is the work is not the work. Yeah, the work is on slowing down and actually saying what is going on for me, right? Because even you know, I'll have yeah. women come to me and they'll say, I, I need support with time management. I'm just so I'm so busy all the time. I'm like, that's not the problem. Like mm -hmm. you have more than enough time for everything, but it's what is keeping you so busy? What's getting you stuck in those beliefs that you always have to be doing? Because yeah. a lot of the women I work with uh will come to me because they are starting to have adrenal 
issues, right? Mm -hmm. I went through adrenal issues, but again, it was all tied back to why was I so busy all the time? Why was it so important that I was doing, 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 um, and could never slow down, right? That level of, of achievement. And it all came back to not wanting to be with those emotions of feeling like I wasn't good enough. Mm -hmm. Who am I, if I'm not achieving, who am I, if I'm not being productive and doing all the things, right? What's my value I bring to the world then? And that's the deeper part of the work, but it's so amazing what's possible for people if they do, you know, dive in and actually start creating some emotional fluency. I mean, not only is my hamstring completely healed, there's zero pain, but, you know, I was telling you that I got tendonitis or tennis elbow, tennis elbow in my arm when I was in a trip to Mexico and it had been plaguing me. And I hadn't really thought about it. So here I had focused on my hamstring, healed that, yet I was tolerating the pain in my arm, mm -hmm. right? Not because it's just been there forever. It's tennis elbow. I heard it doing pull-ups, whatever. And all of a sudden, one day it dawned on me in the gym and I was like, and it was during your course. And I was like, wait a minute, what if I don't have to have this pain in my arm? What if this is tied, right? Like that's how programmed I am yeah. that if I feel pain, I'm still looking at the pain. So even I have to take a step back and say, wait a minute, what if this is between my ears? And I realized it was tied to another really big event in my life. Same type of um, conflict, right? Feeling like I needed to kind of push away from something. And once I discovered that, literally like no more arm pain, I'm doing full chin-ups, full pull-ups. Like, And again, it was like, two years of, I couldn't do this because of that yeah. pain there. Phenomenal, like absolutely phenomenal. So tell me what you have coming up for your people in the next little while, uh, how they can connect with you, how they can learn more about your work, especially if it's somebody struggling with chronic pain or just really curious about what's possible for them, what's possible for their families from knowing this information. Yeah. And there's, there's a few places you can connect. Instagram is probably where I'm most semi-active. Me <laughs> um, too. <laughs> it's always a bit of a, a love-hate relationship. With uh, the socials. I agree, yeah. But yeah, it's, and one of the things that I've got coming up is, and this is the mission that I have in life, Lisa, and this is what gets me out of bed every morning is helping people recognize that their bodies aren't broken, helping mm. people recognize that your body's actually this amazing thing. Yes. That is doing these incredible things without you ever paying attention or being grateful for it. And yeah. when you can really understand how your mind-body connection works, when you understand what types of conflicts have been causing various symptoms, that's the gateway to healing. So right now I have a uh, coming up, I'm just looking at my calendar, towards uh, the middle of July, we're running a, a free masterclass all about how stress impacts your health and how stress is something that builds up typically over time. So looking at how Amazing. things in childhood affect your, your life and how one of the things that I always say, Lisa, and I know we're gonna, we'll wrap this up, but when we go through a stressful event, we all have this backpack that we carry. And yes. when we go through a stressful event and we don't process it in the moment, when we just stuff it down, it's like putting that rock in the backpack. And we can carry that rock pretty easily and effortlessly, but when you're doing that for 10 years, 20 years, all of a sudden this backpack gets very full. And this is where a lot of people are when they're experiencing ill health or, or stress and all this kind of stuff. So it's all about learning how to unpack each of those rocks one by one. And, and that's the work. And that's what we're talking about is, is facing up to that stuff and looking at all the things that, that 
have caused you and contributed you to get to the place that you're at today. So we're going to be running a free training on how to start taking those rocks out of your backpack uh, in July. We've also got a free quiz that you guys can do if you want to understand more about your dominant stress pattern. So based on your beliefs, your perceptions, what you've been through in your life, that's going to show up in how you get stress and how you get stress is going to show up in terms of what symptoms are most common for you. So um, you can head over to our website, which is mindbodymasters.com forward slash stress, and you can check out that um, that, uh, quiz. That's amazing. And perfect timing because, well, we all like to believe that we're coming out of COVID yet Mm -hmm. to be determined, but we're coming out Mm -hmm. of COVID. But what people need to realize and what most people don't understand yet is what's happened over the past year and a half has created a tremendous amount of stress, fatigue, trauma, and we've all had to put our heads down and adapt, right? Be adaptable this year, figure it out. But, you know, when I dropped my Jake off at school today for the last day, because this has been a hard year, I cried. Like I sat in my car and I cried because I'm like, okay, we did it. Like we, we navigated this, right. There's been a lot of changes with him and people so desperately want to just get back to the way things were, but that will never be the same. We can't go back. We can only move forward from here. And my fear is that if people don't do this work around the emotion and the trauma that they experienced over this past year and a half, we're going to see a real spike in, in health conditions moving yep. forward because it's, it's unfelt, right. Unfelt emotion. Yeah. So I, this is coming at a, a perfect time for people to get to know your work. And I'm so glad that you got out of your own way, put yourself out there, while. be a little disruptor like me. Sometimes you say the things that make people unhappy, but that's how we create change in the world because there are other ways of going about, you know, how we look at problems. What if the problem yeah. you think you have isn't the problem? And that's the first place you start healing is once you recognize that your physical symptoms are actually a blessing guiding you to do some inner work. That's when you can really heal. And on this year, it's it's not only has it created a lot of stress, but it's brought up a lot of unhealed oh. stuff. That's more to the point I would say is, this year has brought up a lot of the unhealed parts of ourselves and those unhealed parts of ourselves are what, are what run our life. It's what, what yeah. create all those unconscious drives of achieving and, and people pleasing and all this kind of stuff. And, and that's also what contributes to, to people's symptoms and learning how to move through that is, is critical to not only physical healing, but also emotional healing and, and passing like creating a ripple effect. Like for you having the emotional fluency that you have, and looking at the, your body and the way that you look at your body is such a beautiful gift to Jake, your Jake. Yeah. And that's that's how we create change. And, and that's that's why I'm here. That's why you're here. So, yeah. So good. You're right. This year has brought up a lot. I know for me, I've been, I've really had to look at a lot of old beliefs mm-hmm. and patterns. And, you know, I've supported clients in looking at, you know, people pleasing and an approval seeking, especially because we're being faced with so many different choices now. And it's very polarizing. So I'm so glad I got you on when I got you on. Cause I know we've been talking about this for a while and I'm just, I'm grateful to know you. I'm grateful for your work. And uh, I know that it's just going to be an amazing 2021 and beyond for you as you, as you push this work out into the world and teach more people about it. Yeah. People need to know they can heal themselves. So I'm happy right. to be here. And thanks so much for having me. It's been an honor. Well, and thank you. Cause I know it's your Saturday. So now you got to go off to puppy training. So enjoy I that. Do. I do. And uh, hopefully 
when they open the borders, I'll make it, I'll make it your way one day. Uh, we'll hug wait. in real life. Absolutely. It'll be amazing. All right, Jake, thanks for being here. Thanks, Lisa. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever felt that total soul-wrenching certainty that something in your life needed to change? Listen up, you can be incredibly successful and yet not see yourself as successful. In fact, for many of my clients, it takes me pointing out that they are high achievers for them to even see this for themselves. Most of my clients have never taken the time to pause and acknowledge their accomplishments because they're too busy focusing on the next thing they want to get after. I often joke that they set a bar for themselves, but as soon as they get close to reaching it, they simply raise the bar. It's the never ending cycle that perpetuates the story that they're not there yet. More often than not, they genuinely believe they haven't done enough. You probably love setting and accomplishing goals, have no problem getting things done, know what it means to embrace the hustle and working your ass off might be your status quo. What the women who are part of my community come to realize is that no amount of doing is going to give you the feeling of fulfillment you're looking for. What makes this realization more painful is feeling the impact your choices are having on your physical and emotional well-being. The deep gut level knowing that you need to make a change in your life has nothing to do with how much you've accomplished on paper or how successful you appear to someone looking at you from the outside. You might feel burnt out because you struggle with boundaries that support you feeling good. Maybe you have a gorgeous, healthy family, but don't feel like you're really connected to your kids. Maybe you're slowly starting to realize that you're overly dependent on that glass of wine to unwind, catch yourself mindlessly eating, or worse yet, forgetting to eat. Coffee has become a staple and hours can disappear as you scroll social media mindlessly. You're probably burning the candle at both ends because when everyone else goes to bed, you stay up late just to have you time. Basically, you're starting to realize you're numbing your way through life and that you are the last thing on your list of priorities. No matter what you've accomplished, there's something deep down in your soul that is screaming out for more. And you won't be satisfied until you can figure out what that is. If you're listening to this podcast, I can guess you've already taken the first steps in recognizing the transformation you're seeking isn't going to be found in doing more, but in discovering why you're so addicted to your doing in the first place. You're probably also realizing that if you don't start to make caring for your emotional and physical well-being a priority, things are only going to get worse. Lasting transformation doesn't happen overnight, and it often doesn't happen without support. They're called blind windows for a reason. I've made it my personal mission in life to support women trying to create extraordinary lives of their own choosing. That's why, in addition to this podcast, I send out powerful emails to help you navigate life as an ambitious, driven, high-achieving woman so that you can make positive changes you need to thrive in your life. Join me for this journey towards what it looks like to love what you do, but love yourself more by signing up for my email list. You'll get first access to resources I've created to support you. Plus, I'll let you know about new podcast episodes, coaching opportunities, and more. 
head over to lisacarpenter.ca forward slash sign up today and join my network of empowered, inspiring, ambitious women. This is your next step in choosing to make you a priority. Thank you so much for listening to the Full Frontal Living Podcast.